minute, crossfade. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's the Daily Talk Show. Um, this is a this is a pre-record. Um, we've got Jeff Jowett. How are you? Fantastic. Great to be here. Um, so Mate, it's so good to see you. We're in your hotel room here in Melbourne. Uh, and can I just say, you blokes have rocked in doing Melbourne fashion justice. Looking, <laughs> it looked like two models bowled into the bistro where I was having my breakfast. Little Aussie Battler from Sydney, four foot tall, no hair, and two dead set Gucci models bowl in. You blokes, no wonder you're killing it. <laughs> we don't have the muscles you do, Jeff. It's true. Mate, yeah, I'd it's trade them any day of the week for your boat race, aka face. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's just it's tough above the shoulders for Aussie Jeff, but he does what he can with his rig. So if if people are hearing the voice and they're saying, "Fuck, I know that voice," they might be like me back when I was sixteen, seventeen years old. I would be watching morning TV, and there was a guy, and I would sit and just for whatever reason, when the infomercials would come on. When this guy would come on, you'd turn it up and you'd hear him talk about cookies and protein. Mate, I was going to say, well, protein bars, cookies, bites and more cool now. <laughs> what could be better than a free trial TV offer this? Lose <laughs> five kilos in the first seven days or it's free. You don't even have to send it back. You, um, So you were the voice of a company that you uh, co-founded? And I was also Dave, uh, Dave Hughes' love child. <laughs> I believe as well. I've been, I've been compared to Dave Hughes many times. And there's Antonio Sabato Jr., good comparison. Yeah. Dave Hughes, average. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, God bless him, though. Very, very good, funny man. But uh, yeah, I'm a knockabout. And uh, the voice is very, like Hughesy, yeah. quite recognizable. Mm. Probably for all the wrong reasons. But yes, it was piercing back in the day, early uh, morning shows. The morning show, mornings with Kerry Ann, The Circle. 9am, 9, uh, 9 David and Kim, Foxtel. We did a huge amount of TV for Body Trim, which was my weight loss coaching program, <clears throat> circa 2007. Yeah. Mm. You mentioned before, how many people signed up for your program? Mate. There was a million, it wasn't was there, mil- DVDs? A million people bought the DVD And kit. then how many people would have watched the DVD, right? Because... Like I remember hearing you talk about probably three million people actually end up watching it because it gets passed around. Like back in the day, you'd have a DVD. Can I borrow you'd pass your DVD? Exactly. <laughs> we did a study on it, and uh, from the Jowett Clinic. No, there was no Jowett Clinic, but we did do a survey, and um, it was literally like two point seven people for everyone who bought it. Two point seven people. Yeah. Watched it. So roughly, you know, 2.7 million people probably had eyeballs on the education that was mm-hmm. body trim. And a huge amount and a huge amount of people lost lost weight because it was it was weight loss education based on hunter gatherer diet. It was a bit before Pete Evans and and paleo, but again it was not as extreme, but it was mm-hmm. like a modern day approach to hunter gatherer diet that not dumbed down, but just just made easily you know easily digestible for people that don't understand food. Yeah, and so it was a – describe what it was. So it was a, it was a program. <clears throat> yeah, it was a program that I came up with in – I started working on it in 06 because I was in the fitness industry, loved that, did that for a bunch of years, did okay, and then I wanted to get into weight loss because a lot of people were coming into the personal training studios that we had wanting to lose weight. But really, as a bodybuilder, I knew that weight loss was more food than it was lifting heavy weights and whatnot. So I wanted to get an education program out. So, uh, And I'd done a lot of seminars myself – from a stage so I thought why don't I create DVDs 
So we did. We created DVDs, and and the first one was half it was half a dozen DVDs and a reference guide and a book and a pedometer and a tape measure and a, a, a website. One hundred and fifty bucks, and um, we we mainly promoted it, and it was great because it wasn't pills or potions or or powders or anything. It was education, and it was interesting though because we had a big call center. We'd have like eighty people in a call center in in Sydney, and. You'd just hear them, oh, no, there's... And the most of them were Irish and English and, you know, no, no, there's no pills in it, like. It's not the pills, it's yeah. the DVDs. And <laughs> you can tell the other person, oh, I'm calling up for the pills. Where's the pills? So people, people were looking for that. Yes, you see. So it was in the ads. I didn't... I never explained that it was DVDs because people want to... Unfortunately, the human condition is one that they want the instant fix. So... If I said, g'day, g'day, Australia, Jeff Jowett here, have I got a product for you? you got six DVDs, yeah. you got to watch all of them, you can't eat them, you got to watch them, and I'm going to educate you about the role of food in weight loss, TV off. Yeah. No oh, one's buying that. So I talked about speeding up your metabolism. <clears throat> I talked about how to melt body fat. Like The big ads were melting body fat fast, how to get Hollywood thighs. Uh, all of the it was a benefits. It was all benefit advertising. But the great thing was that they got an awesome product of education when it rocked up in the post. And those that watched the DVDs, again, they thought, geez, he's relatable. That's good. It was engaged and they lost so much weight. Really well, good. I told you my um, sister-in-law's mum mm. has lost a shitload of weight yeah. and it's all because of you. It's all because of the doo-voo-doo. It was a saying around the house. Was it? Can you get the doo-voo-doo? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's amazing. And so, I mean, this was very much before its time. Like oh, two million people now, people are getting on one video, but it's nowhere near the cut through of someone getting a DVD and having to go through that process of putting it in and loading it up. No, and- d- different times. And, and look, it, it, it's it's all been part of the journey. If I, if I knew then, if I knew then what I know now and if I lived then, like I live live now, it would be a different end result. We sort of mucked the business up towards the end. But but early days, we, we got amazing results for people and really life-saving, like thousands of, you know, life-saves. I wrote a book at one stage called Myths, Lies and Exercise and I asked for testimonials the day before it went out to print. And I got 572 testimonials overnight and I put them That's in the amazing. back of the book. Yeah, yeah, it was like... <laughs> had to How release much did that add to the book. Had to release was, another book. Well, the, well the, the, the book was a bit light for pages, so I thought <laughs> needed to fill him up a bit. But no, no, we whacked him in. We were probably in twenty pages of short testimonials, and yeah, very, very proud. I remember um, uh, we were up in Sydney, and Tommy was catching up with you, and he uh, came back from the catch up, and he said, "Man, this Jeff dude has some stories," and I reckon there's there's something. The the thing that I like when when we filter who who we want on the show that type of thing, mm. it's people who are interesting. Mm. It's not people who necessarily have the most amount of dollars in a bank account. It's the people who have had the actual experiences that can that we can learn from that that can that can share stories. What what has been through everything that's happened? Where are you today? What's mm. your yeah, what do you think about now? For sure. Yeah, and it's good to talk about a lot of this stuff because um, I think my journey, there's a lot of learnings for people and, and I'm very open about it because we're, we're all just doing our best. Mm-hmm. And, uh, back then, for starters, I wanted to be the best. I wanted to win. I wanted to compete. I wanted the biggest brand. I wanted the flashiest car. I, 
It was I lived in ego the whole time. Now I had a desire to help. I I, I genuinely like people. I always have. Uh, I get more anxious sitting by myself than around. I love people, mm. but I wanted the status, and I bang on mm. about things now. You know, was that at the start, or where where did that? Because you you think, have you had vision. Yeah. PT. So what happened? I, I did vision with my mate Andrew. We did really well. After five or six years, I probably got bored. So mate, I've had enough. Buy me out. And then um, he did, and then and buying you out means you were you. How many personal training studios did you open? We only at that had point? a couple by then, and it was funny. This is typical Jeff Jowett. He let to swear on this thing. Yeah, you can that was it. a typical Jeff Jowett fuck up. Like we'd done all the hard work, <laughs> and there's me six years in. And I'm like, mate, I've had enough. It's a bit hard. Not hard, but we were clashing a bit. We're great mates now, but we're mm. very different. And I was, I was still only 27. I mm. started that when I was like 21, 22, very, very young. Always, I had massive ambition, but I'd had enough by my mid to late 20s. He bought me out, didn't really want me to go because I was more the, the the front person for that one and, and people very good with this. I had great relationships with the staff, but I was a bit loose anyway. But I said, look, we've had enough, I've had enough, off I went and stuffed around for a year or two and then started body trim. But I wanted to prove myself because... Vision had done well, but I left. Yeah. So I wanted to go out and prove to everyone what I could do. And do you remember the last day of vision for you? Mate, last day of vision. Oh, yeah. Just telling the staff, really. Mm. But it was just I've made some massive blunders in my life. Emotional decisions, like if mm. I get too emotional about things, like Andrew, my partner, they're wonderful bloke, champion, and. And we're great friends now. And But, you know, business partnerships when you're young and full of ego are very hard. Yeah. And that's where I was back then. And I look back now, and I was saying this in a seminar yesterday down here, like vision, body trim. The big mistakes that I've made, and we'll talk more about them, but I, you, you don't see your part in them at the time. Mm. You think the other person's a dickhead. They're hard to work with, right? You think it's all the other bloke or the yeah. other the other person, but when your foot, when your ego is driving, it's you're there for every mistake in your life. You see, so yeah. it's not like you know I've been unlucky ten times. I'm pretty sure I'm the person who's been there. Well, if you see, yeah, if you see a bunch of people and they all seem to be dickheads, it's that whole thing of you might be the dickhead. Yes. Right? <clears throat> and what was it? And so, so you left. Uh, you decided to say goodbye. Like, was it sort of? Was it always a big? crazy exit did you go out in flames or was it pretty controlled no that was oh no it was pretty um i don't know if it went out in i don't know if there were flames but it was oh, i've had enough i just want to get on with it give me some cash it was just yeah. it was just not thought out was it was it sad were you feeling sad at that point do you think frustrated what's oh, the actual feeling look i think back then i was relieved at the time because it was was challenging but it was challenging because of my own stuff mm-hmm. you see when you're so <clears throat> I'll talk more about addiction. Addiction and ego are just, I can't tell people how bad they are. And most people have something to, everyone's got an ego, but it's awareness. The biggest takeaway from me today is going to be talking about awareness. And yeah, we're going to talk about humility and a whole bunch of stuff, but you've got you to have awareness about yourself, otherwise you can't see it. Mm. You think he's a dickhead, no one likes him or whoever, whatever it is, but it's you. Everyone's got flaws, we're perfectly imperfect, but back then I was thinking... Uh, you know, I, I was always thinking I was the victim. It was the other bloke and it's too hard and you're hard to work with and yet no. And you look back and I learnt this from, you know, I'll talk more about the drinking and whatnot later, but someone <clears throat> that I was doing a bit of AA with, he said, look, um, you need 
you know, you need to know that in your life, the good and the bad, you've been there for all of it. You've got to own your part in it. And that's so important. You've got to, you've got to be able to sit there. And I sit there today. So this yesterday, <clears throat> anyone could walk through the room now and I'd be happy to see them. I've got no resentments. Mm. None. And I've made the amends with, with, with the mistakes that I've made. And, and it's freedom. <clears throat> My definition of success is very different now. And I wanted to be famous back then. I wanted status. I looked at... I want the world to like. I don't have that anymore. So you left vision with the goal of creating something big mm. to show these fuckers, essentially. Yeah, yeah I think at the time I did, <laughs> yeah. Tommy. Yeah, yeah. And so you started body trim. Mm. I mean, I eat the cookies still. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's why you're so trim. <laughs> <laughs> and so, how big did that from a financial point of view? How big did you grow that? And I mean, that's all fuel for your ego, essentially. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> but I mean, it's it's the record that you set for yourself. Yeah, so. Mate, body trim, we got it at its peak. It was doing thirty-five million in in turnover in Australia, and we were we were we were we had a hundred plus staff in the city. We um we were the biggest. We were selling a million protein bars a month in Coles, so it was a it was a huge brand. It's a lot. It was a huge brand, and, and um. But again, here's a bloke who, looking back. You know, in retrospect, always had his ego issues, and ego's out of insecurity. It's insecurity and fear. You know, so it's it's how deep do you want to go? Yeah. So people go ego. Well, what what's behind ego? Insecurity and fear. What were you insecure about? Do you think? Oh, my, my place in the world was I good enough? Had I been lucky? Um, you know, the list as long as my arm, I, I think, and and um and not being comfortable in my in myself, not mm. hadn't really found my place, and always trying to prove myself, and maybe. Mum and dad were school teachers. I, you know, mum passed away many years ago, but I, lo- you know, loved them dearly. But they were quite um, strict and and quite. I don't know if they're perfectionists, but mm-hmm. maybe nothing was ever quite good enough. So I was always trying to prove myself and and be someone. And I'm getting quite deep here, but I think a lot of it does come back to some of your earlier years as well. And and even at, at Vision, like Andrew. He'd, he'd been in person training for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. I've got this, I had this ability to come into something and, I, and see a gap in the market and just attack it. And people got excited around me and, and I was good at the front of the business, sales, marketing, growth. So I'd been a trainer for like six months and Andrew and I teamed up. Yeah. So I had success came very, I'll, I'll tell you, success came very easily to me young. <clears throat> uh, I hadn't worked a lot. I got a uni degree. I'm sure I had ADD. Of some form, but but you know, I, I sort of got my way through a sports science degree. But we started the business only after a six to twelve months, and I was a personal trainer for six months, and I was bored out of my brain mm-hmm. because the repetition of it. I'm quite creative, yeah. So just eight clients a day, bench press, squatting, one rep, two rep, three rep. Oh my god, I wanted to stab Josh myself. Josh just fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. So, but they didn't, but you know, so I thought this, and I stopped PT after six months. Yeah. Because I thought I can't do this. And then Andrew and I said, why don't we team up? And I did more of the sales and marketing and, and he did the systems and away we went. So Josh said that um, he, he referenced me telling him about the stories that come from you. Mm. And I was just thinking then, I think what is so amazing about all the things we've yeah. talked about when we've had coffee is that it's such a difference in the person who you are now. And so, you know, you tell me about like, you mentioned something about um, The Office kind of being like Wolf of Wall Street, like that movie. It was wild. But then I go, and I'm so amazed because it's like, you and I, 
just chatting mm. about you know life and stuff. It seems such a contrast. Does it feel Tommy, like a, a different person? Look, I don't want to again that this, but even you know, I don't want to give myself a massive compliment here. But like the change is so one eighty degree. It's so different. I yeah, it was when that Wolf of Wall Street came out. Pretty much. <laughs> a lot of the scenes I had lived. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have a boat that sunk and, and a whole bunch of stuff, but we made a huge amount of money. But the lifestyle, pretty mm-hmm. much everything that went on in that lifestyle, in that movie happened in my life almost. I'm sitting in the movies, just like that, all that happened. And and um, it was just madness. And But what happened, what's really interesting, and this is a point on leadership for people, <clears throat> if you're lucky enough to be successful mm-hmm. and you got people around, they get... It's contagious and they want to be around it. And you got, you know, people who are fairly conservative and you've got a mm. hundred staff. So you've got a duty of care. And we definitely neglected our duty of yeah. care. You know, that's for sure. Like we'd have mate, I'd have strippers come in yeah. dressed up as um as interviews. To so say it was Tommy's birthday, <laughs> I'd call up a, a girl and go, listen, come in where where's look look sharp, glasses. Um, little briefcase, and uh, you're going you're to come in and interview for a production assistant role because it's Tommy's 28th birthday or 29th birthday. Crazy. And the whole office would know about it. Except me. Yes. <laughs> and we had two floors in York Street, and the finance was up on level nine. I won't mention the CFO's name because he'll probably get divorced. But but he um, <clears throat> but but he's like, hey, can we come down now? And I'm like, relax, relax, another 10 minutes. Anyway, relax, we're not ready yet. Keep working. Anyway, Did down- you have an HR department? Mate, we sent them out to lunch back then. Yeah, yeah. We sent legal and HR out. The PA took them out to lunch on those particular days. And it filtered back, obviously, a bit later on in the day. But Too late. Too late. Damage was done. But, but yeah, anyway, but yeah, just silly stuff, silly antics like that went on. But it was, it, was, it was sort of all in good fun. But I was, you know, I was drinking a lot of alcohol all the time. And deep down I wasn't happy. Deep down I wasn't really living... My, my truth but I hadn't fully worked all that out yet I, and I got it was fun yeah it, I got it was fun the money and it was, sounds like it's in this sort of quirky way it sounds like you're also really generous like I mean just even the fact that you're it's a Sunday morning 7.30 you could be fucking doing anything but you've you know invited Tommy and I to come and chat to you like has generosity been something that has always been present and do you think it started from a place of ego? Just talk about generosity. No, it's such an awesome question. So deep down, I've always, I know it sounds cliche, but I've always wanted to make a difference. I've mm. always wanted to, and that's vision, body trim. They were they were at the core great businesses built for the right reasons. Yeah. But we can get ticklish, and I got ticklish yeah. with addiction and status and, and all the, so you start, I wanted to start body trim because there was obese people everywhere. They didn't know about food. I did. I was motivating. You studied exercise science. Exercise yeah. science at uni. I'd, I'd PT of the year. I'd done all the sort of the, the usual accomplishments. You won every award possible. I won a bunch of awards and I wanted to really make my mark And but I knew I could help a lot of people. But but then all of a sudden, and, and I'm not blaming anyone other than myself, the bloke I teamed up with at Body Trim, super smart, you know, had a fairly fast has a had a fairly fast lifestyle and you can morph into that mm. and and you know and and great guy taught me so much about business he, he he taught me how to scale and leverage business and but before I knew it the the purity of what I was doing because I, I have these evangelical ideas but when I was younger 
I can e- I could easily be um come go off off course if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas now, yeah, seven thirty a.m. to talk to you guys and share a message, absolutely, because it's purpose. I think the two things we need are connection and purpose. And when I've lost connection and purpose, I'm gone. And you've got a high amount of energy, so you can either use that energy for good or for for negative, right? It's- Someone said to me once, you, mate, if you use your powers for good, you'll change the world. Yeah. If you don't, you'll blow it up. Yeah. You blow yourself mm. and everything. And I was in my hairdresser years ago, actually, when I had hair. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, ironically, but it's true. And, but so for me, and I was saying this to the ladies at breakfast when you guys came in this morning, because a whole bunch of my members are here at the hotel and I stayed here all weekend. Said, Make sure you take time for you. Make sure you take time for you. So listen, right now, <clears throat> No, right now my entire world is building the Jowett method because this is this is this is what brings me to life, and I want to do so. I want to do something that matters. Like mm. I fucked a bunch of stuff up, and yeah. and I did it. I fucked it up. No one else. And I look back at some relationships. I fucked them up. I did the wrong thing. No one else did the wrong thing. And even at the time when I thought it's this bloke's fault or her fault or whatever, sure. I played a massive part in that and I took I took on their stuff and I made it personal and I got emotional. Is there a grieving process for looking back and I think about this with you and I don't I don't think I've said this to you but I like you've got two of the businesses you've built are still here and making uh, money. Mm. And have, I mean what have you got from those? A good couple of good yarns, but how does that play for you now? Like Mate, have you been through a process? Absolutely. Of- so I was pretty suicidal, um, 2000 and, uh, what are we in, 18, um, mate, 16. That was when I met you. Yeah, I was fucked. Yeah, I was fucked. Yeah, when I met you at, at Craig Harper's um, thing, I was fucked. I said to Josh, even since I've known you, you've there's been a massive shift. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and I was fucked. Because um, so, what happened, typical me, I, I, after Body Trim, I came up with another a, a good idea. Mm. Poor execution. I did a medical weight loss company that exploded. It was doctors. It was blood tests. It was, was exploded it, in a good way or a, no, in, in a, a good way. Okay, yeah, but but it wasn't executed well. And I'm not a good back office guy. Yeah, uh, and, you know I'm great with the big ideas and getting things off the ground. But it wasn't tight. Mm. And and it was it was prescription medication. It was bloods. It was doctor consults. It wasn't tight in the back end. And and um. It come under scrutiny from some medical lobbyists and they're out there. And I think it was the best thing that ever happened to me, but it broke me. It broke mm. me because I got Channel 9 did a big story on the news and made me out to look like a complete shonk. And I went into that business with the best of intentions, but I didn't have the skills to execute it properly. And it was public <clears throat> and it let people down. And um, and that was around the time I, I met you. But it mm. and then I just, and then, so I was, I was playing catch up in answer to your question mm. then. Because I'd had a couple of things not work. I've been look medical weight loss in America was massive. I thought you know, but I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. Right? Yeah. That I'm a coach motivator. I'm not a doctor. Mm. I'm not a pharmacist. I don't understand it. So I thought I'll do coaching and motivating, and the doctors will do that. I don't understand it. And then I was the front man, so I was the bloke who really come under the attack. And and I and fair enough, fair enough, because I used my profile and. And it, and it, a lot of people did actually lose a lot of weight, and it and it worked for people. Still messaged me. Oh, I don't know what was in them pills, but it worked. And, but speed. What, what, what was? No, in no, no. <laughs> what was in them? Well, we actually had a, a compound from Italy that. Um, well, they were stimulants. 
and we use metformin as well, which was good for type 2 diabetes. We had a bunch of different products that, again, if it was really tight and well executed, mm. it could have been a brilliant business. Yeah. But it wasn't. And But it, that was when I met you. We had to shut it down. And um, it mainly came out of one particular medical lobbyist. He didn't like... He he hated he hates complementary medicine. So Swiss Blackmores didn't like body didn't like any of us other than general medicine. General, if you're not a GP, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So it was it's very conservative, and I don't want to be in that space. It was too hard, and it, that was around that you know. But Swiss and Blackmores have got deep pockets and heaps of lawyers, and I think they're great companies, by the way, Swiss yeah. and Blackmores. But the medical um, activists, the lobbyists out there, they don't like anything that's not from a doctor and or, or if you are a doctor you're meant to be in a in a general practice and it was just it was very tricky I didn't understand the landscape yeah. but I jumped in mm-hmm. didn't do my homework yeah. and I thought how because I want to get back I want to get back I want to get back yeah. I should take my time I've had a couple of things I've, I've left businesses I've, I've fucked up <clears throat> stop breathe but I didn't want to stop and breathe this is the big you know we can talk about whether it was good or not I didn't stop I wanted I, I wanted to be back on top Mm-hmm. You know, and and um, I wanted to be you know, making the money and living the lifestyle, and and it was all ego, and I was defined by that. You see, so so I needed to go to that next thing quickly. I didn't do my homework. I didn't understand what I was doing, and I think I got what I deserved. I believe I got what I deserved. I didn't look at the business. I didn't look at the category properly, yeah. and it was the best. And then, mate, it was the hardest thing that ever happened to me. From there for the next year, I was depressed as fuck mm. because. But that for me now at forty one was the best thing that ever happened to me because I don't define myself. A funny like wearing these Converse shoes, mm-hmm. great shoes, ninety nine bucks, yeah, <clears throat> very uh, cl- uh, clean. Yeah, they're, well, they're only a couple of days in. Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> but for me, right, this and because I've made right now, and I'm, but I'm it's not a badge of honour, but I'm broke. I've yeah. got no money, uh-huh. I, and I just with a snorkel keep my head above water. Yeah. But that's okay. I mean, yeah. broke for the person that has had a thirty-five million dollar business. That f- it feels a bit different from. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I don't. You know, I lost everything. I rent a one-bedroom apartment. I got two little dogs. They're cute, very cute. William and Harry, two of the greats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two of the greats. Can't wait to see them this afternoon. But here's the here's the gifts, and I don't say that. But I don't know. It's funny because people with me. It's so funny. Like I'm, I'm not controlled by ego anymore like mm. I, I don't like and i don't even like i've got no money but i don't i'm not defined by how much money yeah. I, but and the funny thing is even as you say this there's not like one bit like i don't feel sorry for you at all because there's nothing to be sorry but like no. this is like the journey yes right? like this is this the, is, and this is what i said thing. to people yesterday like wherever you're going through it's it's a pretty good chance it's meant to happen and you need it yeah. i needed it when body trim was flying unless i was high or at the strippers or both or pissed I wasn't that happy. I was riddled with anxiety. I'd always had anxiety because I was mm-hmm. a. I don't know. I'd all you know. Just I was living in the future the whole time, and and just it was just not good. And I was always just either stressed or anxious or both, and it was just no way to live. So all there was, I wasn't that happy. I was excited mm-hmm. for periods in body trim, but I, I was. I did, there was no joy. I wasn't happy. Just the simple pleasures. I was never happy with. Mm. Now, eighteen months sober, oh, mate. I um. You can enjoy your Converse shoes. I enjoy, well, that, sorry, <laughs> I went. I went back. I bought those the other day, and you know, I used to have to. I remember buying a brand new Maserati for nearly three hundred grand, yeah. and, and then after I bought it, the bloke down the road bought the four five eight Ferrari, and I mm-hmm. thought, ah, oh, this car's fucked. 
<laughs> piece of shit, Maserati. <laughs> you buy the gold Rolex, someone's got the Hublot. You buy yeah. the whatever. And I did, mate, disease of more. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with making money and being successful. And I want everyone to do that, but don't do it for that reason. I say money never leads, it follows. It mm-hmm. follows. You've got to chase purpose, not money. I was the poster boy for what not to do. I fucked it all up. Ego ruled my life. I bought these Converse the other day, 99 bucks. And it's funny, I lay in bed Saturday night. I thought, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk into Culture Kings, mm-hmm. hang out with the kids, listen to the DJ. <laughs> buy, buy some new wheels. And, and I went, then I potted down to the Nike store, bought, bought some Nike socks and some slides. You know, you can wear the socks in yeah. the slides. Is that, that, that's happening at the moment. Have you got, you got to wear long socks with those types of yeah, high got, tops. Uh, Otherwise, you'll give yourself a little blister, right? Yeah, good. Long yeah. Boom, the boys have just checked it out for the listeners. They're there. So, <laughs> yeah, so, but it was the simple pleasures, $99. Yeah. Right? I remember buying all the brands, all the mm-hmm. bullshit brands, all the time, spending thousands every time. And it was, even that was, oh, it doesn't, oh, whatever, get me two of them. There was no joy in it. I, yeah. I'd lost the joy of everything, everything. And, and on drugs and alcohol, if you've got a problem with them, they will rob you of joy. They are the thief of joy. And and my ego was fueled by my addiction, fueled by my ego. Fueled, and then you get a little bit of profile and then you want to hang out with famous people because you think they're awesome. Yeah. Like it was just a clusterfuck mm. on clusterfuck. So, uh, and I was the CEO. Yeah, yeah. CEO Jeez. of Clusterfuck. Yeah. Um, that will be the title of this what, CEO <laughs> yeah, of a Clusterfuck. Yeah, yeah. Jeff t- t- tomorrow we have got the CEO of Clusterfuck, <laughs> Aussie Jeff Jowett. Yes. If you think you're struggling, if you're feeling down, ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. You'll feel real good. Is there power in, you know, saying that I'm broke, or saying that I'm, you know, at, at the very bottom? Do you find power in that moment of being able to verbalise that? Freedom. I find massive freedom and it's beautiful. Because no one else can label it. You've said it, like you've put it out there, You know what the best thing is? People still once once a week, twice a week, someone will, hey, Jeff, just reaching out. I've got this idea, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, blah, 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 whatever industry it's in. I'm looking, you know, thought you'd be great with your knowledge and maybe maybe investing. Uh, (laughs) I still get... And, Send um, him a picture of your converse, mate. I just, I just, thanks, buddy. I've got no money. Wish you all the. I just, but I just, bang. Yeah. But I just, no money. I've got no money. I'm broke. Wish you all the best. Hope you do well. Bang. Oh no, like, there's. I have. There is no bullshit. If you hooked up, like Truman Show vibe for me. Yeah. There's no contradictions. There is not one contradiction in my life now. Like, mate, I spent. Like, mate, I spent fucking probably millions of dollars in brothels. Yeah. Oh, I had an awesome sex addiction as well. I did it all, mate. And, and, and Which came first, the money or the sex addiction? Like, what's the like? How does all that play out? Do you, were you taking drugs before you'd got the success? And what was it that actually caused it? Was it the people that you were around? Well, definitely environmental made it worse, but mm-hmm. it was always in me. Mm-hmm. So the environment, and that's why I'm so big on environment. You yeah. got to be so. You just can't compromise that because you you're gonna morph sooner yeah. or later. But but I look before I had dough, there were there were there was um, a bit of that. Mm-hmm. There was it was always disease of more. Yeah, like fair income. Like, so had you stepped into a brothel before you'd made say like your first million. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's not like you become a millionaire. Yeah, it's like, no, okay, I've got all this. No, shit. no, no. It was always um, there. There were there were the, all the. That stuff was there. Mm. They're probably just better brothels. They made a bit more dough, but um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it was. Cr- but I look back, but it seemed normal. Mm. I look at my life, and it was fucking hell, mate. It was like, and but this, and and this is where I do get a bit. 
I guess, um, <clears throat> the end, like spiritual, I guess, like my path, it, it, it's such a good path. I needed all of it mm-hmm. to get me on where, where I am now. You, you know, having, I know this sounds a bit fluffy, but you can't have sex with someone if there's not a connection. Mm. It's, just, it's wrong on mm. every level. Like the energy is so, it's just wrong. It, mm-hmm. it is morally, for that other person, like that poor person working in that place, they don't want to be there. Yeah. They've got a, their own addiction. It's, it's fucked. The whole thing is fucked. Mm. And I was <clears throat> literally so balls what, deep in it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about, bro? Like what, what's your take on the adult? Like, you know, you're saying it's fucked and all that sort of thing. You know, sh- uh, sh- you know, what, what's your take on it? Pain. Yeah. They're in pain, mm. you know, and it's wrong. We, we live in a fallen world, you know. Humans are defective products. And, you know, if they – if you know, I don't want to demonise alcohol, but if someone invented alcohol today, it'd be illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucked. Alcohol is fucked. Mm. There's not, not, nothing – now, creatives might say, oh, I'm more creative when I'm pissed. Maybe. Maybe doesn't make you a better person. Mm-hmm. Doesn't. No one's better on alcohol. No one's better on drugs. Like, mm-hmm. so for me, <clears throat> I stumbled across Dr. Wayne Dyer. He's dead now, Wayne Dyer, but great spiritual sort of guy, motivator. Died in his seventies, but I listened to him years ago. I thought he was a dickhead. I just wasn't ready <laughs> at all. I thought he was yeah. just not brilliant. I can't spiritual. Put, yeah, but he started out in science, and, yeah. and he was a lecturer and. And he got very spiritual down, and my and he had some addiction stuff as well. It's because a lot of the ladies in my weight loss community said you got to listen to Wayne Dyer. He reminds us of you, or you remind us of him. So I started listening to his stuff, and yeah, really, really interesting because it's you know energy and 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 the how we our vibration, alcohol, drugs, all that stuff just lowers your vibration, and Mm. you attract what you are. I want things that elevate my vibration so mm. i was doing everything i possibly could to make myself feel, feel shit and fuck up my life if, if i look back at it the sex industry it's fucking terrible even even strip clubs and the girls because i've got a lot of friends out of that industry like they're, they're fucking in pain mm. do you think a girl wants and this is when you watch blokes that chick she does not want to be working there. She mm. gets addicted to the money. Yeah. This is fu- it's just fucked. So why is she working there? Because she makes three grand a night. So what's your mindset? <clears throat> is it super primal in those situations? You're not like going into a brothel, having that experience. What goes on in your mind? Is it just like you just want to fuck and that's Best basically qu- it? It's such a good question because I've thought about this a lot. The more, con- and I believe, the more conscious we become, mm the more we can move away from those primal urges. Mm. And I know that because I, f- I f- feel it myself. Like, And they talk about awakening or, or you know, Buddha talked about enlightenment, but I, I talk about the awakening process. Mm. And it's really interesting now. Like my love of animals, horses, all animals, like we're all equal, we're all connected. Mm. You can't hurt other people and animals. This is a really weird story I'm going to tell you. But once you start to wake up, you can't stop. Mm-hmm. So I, I was in the gym a few weeks ago, and you're going to laugh at me, and everyone does when I tell this story, but it doesn't mean it's not true. <clears throat> and I was, I was in the gym. I was, I was actually sitting on the can, yeah, like 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m. There's a little cockroach on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there, and he was just on his back sort of fucking dying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just... Look down and I'm like, oh, this little fella's fucked. It's a fucking cockroach, though. Like it's a cockroach. You know, in many ways, it's the lowest thing of the low, but it's still yeah. a, it's still a living thing. 
and I and, and I and I found myself I tried to flip him over and just give him a little tap with the foot, just get him going again. It's fucking cockroach. But to, everything to me, it's a living yeah. thing. No, no better or worse. And that's why. So, but that's that's what they talk about. Wayne Dyer talked about this in the awakening process. When you start to wake up. Good or bad, there's no, there's no going back. In some ways, you're Mr. Protein. How do you reconcile the, you know, protein? So what I do, great, I love these blokes' questions. They're fucking good. <laughs> so I don't eat much red meat anymore. Mm. I eat a lot of eggs. Yeah. Nobody died in that process. Yeah. Um, fish, I apologise, but I do eat you. And free range. <laughs> we don't have many fish listeners. Well, we don't. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you never know that. Yeah. And so I, I don't eat much red meat. Mm. Uh, I don't. Um, what do I do? I eat chicken a few days a week and just fish and eggs and heaps of green vegetables. Oats. Oats. Protein powder. Protein powder. Yeah. How do they make whey? Oh, it's a, it's a dairy. It's a derivative of dairy. I don't have a lot of protein powder anymore. Now, um. Yeah, it comes out of the waste product making cheese. Mm. Cheese. Cheese. So <laughs> you said two years ago was when you were at the, the bottom. Yeah. is when I met you. It seems like a short amount of time to kind of pull yourself out. I mean... Are you out? Are you out? Well, well personally, I'm out. Um, emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, I'm, I'm, you know, what are the, I've started at the bottom and I'm here. You know, <laughs> someone said, I'm still here. I started at the bottom and I'm here. You know, and I'm still here, right? So, mate, yeah, no, funny. But this is the thing good things take time. And I, we were talking about the, the hockey puck analogy or the. the hockey the, stick growth. Yeah, hockey yeah, stick growth. Yeah. Hockey puck. Yeah. Hockey. No, 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 the, the hockey, hockey puck's what hits yes. you. On the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that hit me at, in 2016, of, right in the balls, I think. Yeah. But uh, no, no, yeah, the hockey stick. So, what I'm doing now with the Jowett method, I build a weight loss. Uh, community mm. and, and that takes time because it's organic and it's word of mouth, right? So, um, where am I now? Oh, look at who I am now, and it's fuck, it's it's awesome. Like, I've got you know, I've got great people in my life, and I said this yesterday at my seminar. Like, when you do life right, it takes longer, like, good mm. stuff takes time. I've yeah. built businesses overnight almost, and they blew up and they blew down. Yeah, and I and and you compromised your values, and you did a you, you didn't do anything illegal, but you know you didn't have the you didn't have the customer service team that you needed. You didn't have the support. You didn't have the this. You didn't have that. It was all was all bottom line stuff, and it goes up, it goes down. There's no joy and fulfilment. You know, I meet these ladies and gentlemen over the weekend, and the joy and fulfilment and where my life is now and what's possible. I'm 41. Where I can be when I'm 51. My dreams now. Are not to be famous, not to be have status. If I made some money again, I'd buy a little hobby farm, get some horses, do retreats, mm. like mate. And and you know, if I'm, I don't even have a car. I've got to go get. So <laughs> flexible. Yeah, Let's yeah. just talk about like it's good. And so occasionally I pull out my go get car and I go, do you, do you take go get just to <laughs> take the piss? But like, so yeah, I use a go get because I live in the city in Kings Cross in the, in Sydney and. But even um, but even that. So I just I yeah. live in Kings Cross. Like you know, um, a few years ago I'd, I would have said I live in Rushcutters Bay or I live in Potts Point. Yeah. It's all simple, right? Cool. Fucking Kings Cross, mate. You live in yeah. Kings Cross, just near the Coke sign. The shift, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. It's those little idiot. This those little things. What's the like? What did it look like? You know, you had the fancy car, fancy house. I'm guessing. Mm. Like, what's the uh, 
you know, what did it look like visually in the sense of is it getting towed away in front of your eyes? Like what was the, uh, how did the Mate, demise it, When look? it went pear-shaped, it was just, it was like, um, what's a good analogy? It, it was just. It was quicksand. It's probably its own good it was, analogy. Yeah. It was just, it was just. So you know it's fucked and you know you're sinking. Yeah. And you can't there's get There's no out. way out. And you yeah. can't. And you're trying. And you're, and you're scrambling. Yeah. How, quick's the, how quick is that? From the time that you had, well, it, think, had it all and then you got nothing? Um, well, at the end of it, it's real quick. But And then there's not many people hanging around at that point yeah. either. It's pretty lonely. I've jumped off ship. Speaking of hockey pucks. So when I was flying, sticks. so you know, but this this, this is, is a hockey puck. Yeah, in your dick. <laughs> yeah it, yes, yes. Uh, you know, my mobile phone looked a bit like the Christmas tree. New Year's Eve, it was lighting up all the time, wasn't it? But um, but when it went pear shaped, I, I had to call Telstra to see if it was still working. No um, one was. No, nah, it was pretty lonely. And but that was part of the journey. Good because I I didn't have. Because I was a fuckwit. <laughs> I was a fuckwit. You see, this is what people have got to realise. If your life's not working, I've got a really good process. I've got a two-step model. Step, go walk into the bathroom, look in the mirror and repeat steps one and two. Yeah. It's that fucking simple. If your, life, if your life's not working, own it. So don't fucking blame everyone else. I was a massive wanker. I look back at my... I wanted... And I had massive my whole life. I was hanging around massive wankers. Mm. You know, it was it was just it, you, you attract what you are, not what you want. Look at the people in my life now. The people coming back around, they're fucking awesome. They're good people. Getting the jout method started with no money. Like I looked at my bank account the other day, and but here's a good one for you: sixty four dollars in the bank account I had. Right? Yeah. Here's a good one. Are you for, using ing? Have you read ing, barefoot? Optimize yeah. Ing, uh, barefoot meth, uh, Barefoot investor. Uh, yeah. It's a good book. You should. I got to read it. I've yeah, yeah. got a bit of it's cash. Got <laughs> I've got a good. I've got a copy. I'll give yeah. you a copy. We'll send you one because fuck, that is such a good book. You have like different. Okay, yeah. please. That'd be good. Yeah, it's great. But what was I, what was I saying? We're talking about you're the, looking at the your bank account. Sixty four dollars. Um, oh, the jout method getting going again. So, mate. So getting. I believe in what I'm doing so much and for me I said this because someone one of the girls in the conference yesterday she said it would have been so easy for you to just keep drinking like everyone else does but mm. that's not acceptable for me mm. like I want to raise my standards right so it's not, I'm not, it's not acceptable to be a fucking alcoholic for the rest of my life and in Australia there's a lot of people who are yeah. they won't own it <clears throat> I don't want to live my life through a drunk lens I want to I want to live more so now with the jout method people like my graphic designer my, the photographer, like there's about seven people who are all at the top of their, they work for free. Mm. They fucking do it for free because mm. they believe. Yeah. My designer's probably worked, he's probably done about 30 grand worth of work mm. that just, he just believes he want My old media buyer, the, 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 the these people that, you know, and in some ways I really let them down years ago with, with a lot of debt and. and um, but maybe you weren't such a fuckwit. There's yeah, some I mean, people, yeah, are coming, yeah. people are yeah. coming back, and the I guess generosity, the, the you're right, yeah, you, spirit that you've got. There, there was always a good spirit and energy and drive, um, but there was just a big ego around it as well. But yeah, I appreciate that what you say, and that is true because people aren't coming back if you're if you're actually Real, a proper yeah. fuckwit. Would yeah. you would you worry, say, with building the jout method and all that sort of thing? Now, do you? Worry and have moments of saying, "Ah, oh, Jeff, are you going back to your ways?" All the it, time, yeah. So, not not worry, but aware. Like I'm very vigilant. Mm. So, if I ever made a lot of money again, mate, I'd never buy a flash car. Mm-hmm. 
Now, why? Nothing wrong. I'm so aware of my traits. I don't want to go down that slippery slope. I don't want to com- I don't yeah. comparison thief of joy. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I'm just so – I think it's always under the surface. Mm-hmm. I've got to catch myself – I catch myself all the time. Like someone doing really well and I'm still really struggling – no, be happy for that person. And I am happy for yeah. them, but I can still get that, oh, come on, Jeff. Come, like yeah. there's that. And it's all, and the interesting thing too is the observation is like you, there is still that next thing. You still, like there is that level of forward thinking. How do you control, how can you be forward thinking and contain anxiety? Another awesome question. So these are daily work-ons for me. Mm. Right, I think you're inside my head because for me, with the Jowett method, I, you know, as a few people go, oh, look, I'd like to invest. Some really successful people, but I don't think I'm. Well, I'm not ready to get married again. I don't think I want a partner. Um, so yeah, it's it's and and I'm very good. At, I'm not great at details, so I'm having to do a lot of the stuff myself that I'm not great at. Mm. But I don't want to go down the same path again. Yeah. So I'm 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 hyper conservative now about I'll keep the handbrake on. Mm-hmm. And because I just don't want to get, I just don't want to fuck it up again. And I, you told me you're doing all the admin shit mate, and it was doing your head in. It's almost humbling, though. It seems for you. Um, it's very humbling and rewarding. Yeah, like I'm, I'm learning how to use these on like this uh, Kajabi course building platform thing that uh, limiting beliefs. I used to tell myself, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, I don't have the detail, I don't. I do. Just fucking put the phone down. Lock yourself. I get up at, I'll tell you what I do. I get up at 4 a.m. Monday to Friday. Wow. Most people are like, I go, mate, most people can't get their head around What time do you go to bed? Nine. Okay. I go to bed at nine. Yeah, yeah. So Mark Burris, who you'd probably know, right? So Mark trains at City Gym. I really admire Mark and we've got quite a few mutual friends. And, you know, he's he's actually had a really big impact on me in the last couple of months because he talks a lot to me about his routine and what he does and, you know, I'm like, mate, if fucking, that's what you do. So mm. I, I seek out people I want to be like. Yeah. And I, and I, poor bloke, I probably harass him a bit at the gym. He's like, <laughs> fucking, here comes that prick again. Fuck off. With G'day, the- mate. How are you, champion? What's doing? But I, I learn a lot from, I, I, and I tell him. Yeah. So we've had some really good conversations because I, I lead with my, you know, vulner- vulnerability, and, and he, I just put him on such a pedestal of strength, mm. and and he's even said to me, he goes, mate, if I don't go to the gym every day, I'm, I struggle. I'm like, yeah. what, really, you? Yeah. It's fucking yeah. absolutely. Do you, do you think you've done it almost backwards? Because I see people who it, t- it takes years for them to get success, whatever that looks like, mm. but they're going through all these moments where it's it seems there's been a bit of a reverse. You've hit it big early, yeah. and now you're learning these Tommy, almost the baby heads. You've hit the nail on the head. Yeah, because I did. Because what I do. I, 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 it's such a gay, it's such a wanky word, but I'll use it anyway. But like, I've always been that sort of visionary. Like, I can look at an industry and f- look at it different and get it and find a gap and get it to go. You know, we did it with vision, did it with body trim, did it with medical weight loss, you know. So, and then I'll find the, and then I'll find the execution team, I'll find the, the people to, to, to get the detail done. Mm. So, Big idea, get it going, write some ads, get excited, and not learn all the basics. Mate, I hadn't paid a Telstra bill for 15 years. Mate, so when I went bust, so I went bust previously having full-time PAs, full-time cleaners, full-time everything. To me, literally, and I was engaged and that, you know, ended as well. So 
Um, fuck, mate, it was pretty lonely. Me and two dogs. If I didn't have the two dogs, pretty sure I would have fucking pulled the plug. Yeah. And mm. so the relationships that you had along, like you, obviously talking now about you and your journey. Obviously, there's a lot of people involved. If you, you know you're in a supermarket and you see some of the the people who are in your life at that point, what's the feeling that you that you get when you see someone? Is it a you know, do you feel embarrassed? Have you ex- accepted what's happened? Or now? Yeah. No, I, all of that's... I did for so long. Now I don't because I don't... And that is freedom. Mm-hmm. It's it's not power, it's freedom. And I guess that... Well, I guess that creates power. But yeah. I, I'm i proud of the person I'm becoming. You know, I'm living my values. Mm. I, don't just, I don't just talk about them. Mm. And the quality of people in my life and... And people that I'm attracting and the friendships I'm building and the way I live my... So now, um, and I own... Yeah, there's no one that... It, it's a really nice feeling. Like, mm. there's still... So the, the only fear for me is I've got to pay the rent this month. I've got to, you know, really basic stuff, which I know in time will improve. But I've also got a, probably a bit of PTSD because... Yeah. You know, everything that did You've been through a lot. Yeah, yeah, it fucking buckled me, mate. You know, like for a period there when the fu- when we had administrators and all that stuff going on, your fucking phone rang or whatever and you fucking anxiety and, oh. God. It was horrendous. It was horrendous. And I made a lot of sort of rookie mistakes early on. <clears throat> I didn't understand the finances of business either because mm. I jumped in. My Andrew, legend at Vision, he was an accountant. So I did my bit, he did his vision, went through the roof. Yeah. The next the next business we had CFOs pretty much straight away. I had no fucking idea. Mm. So I was blind to a lot of that. And then it comes crashing down and it's on you. What do you think about the entrepreneur landscape now? I know you have you just joined LinkedIn because you messaged me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. LinkedIn, <laughs> I got a message yeah. and I thought, oh, Jeffo's on LinkedIn now. <laughs> but like you look at LinkedIn, Josh and I talk a lot about it, and you're seeing the promotion. The self-promotion, the almost everything Mate. you're talking about, this highly successful world, money-driven, it's all what people are selling now. What do you think about oh, it? Oh, Tommy, I tell you, it's a really interesting topic. I I cringe. <laughs> I cringe. And it's funny because I'm – I'll go one step further. Like, if I could make money, I hate self-promotion now. Mm. I fucking cringe. And I'm having to put myself out there to try and build this community – which I believe is for the greater good of helping the members, but everyone's like, fuck, and hell, mate. There's just, everyone just wants their five seconds of fame out there. And, and some people should have it. Like, it was funny with you blokes. I met Tommy back in 2016, and I just really gelled with him, and I thought, fuck, this guy's got the right, you, it's good. You've got, a, you've got good stuff to talk about, and I really think it's funny and engaging, and I watch your stuff. You guys should be doing what you're doing. Yeah. But 99% of people should just get the fuck off social media with their bullshit. No one gives a fuck. You're not talent. Yeah. Well, you just, I think that you need to, you need to come with it with purpose. And for Tommy and I, it's about, you know, scaling friendship and mateship and realizing that, you know, we were, you know, two business owners doing our thing separately. And it's a lonely path when you're, Mm. you know, when you're doing, when you're a small business, you're a service business, you're doing it on your own. And so this started off with just something that we could do every single weekday to have a chat. And then all of our other mates who are sitting at their computer, graphic designers doing their work, 
they can listen to it. And so now we're, you know, slowly... The difference with you blokes is, again, this is where I think the the talent piece, like most, most, there's a lot of, like it just breeds narcissism, Mm. the the, the social media, a lot of it, and people just want to get themselves out there but you guys are adding value because it's entertainment mm. I'm watch I get entertained when I watch what you what you guys are doing and all your skits that you do it's like this is fucking really actually it's very clever it's clever maybe yeah. it's the the runner or the the kid who wants to be a te, you know under 10 second 100 meter sprinter they can't do any more than 15 mm. any less than 15 well I think so they're trying to be this person that they're not well I think it's I don't even Absolutely. think it, I don't even think it's that I think what it is is oh he's getting one up my analogy no, yeah. <laughs> no he's no, got good ones no, though yeah. don't you worry no, because I think the thing is that uh, I don't think it's about them ne- necessarily not being the talent or being able to do it the thing is that they're rocking up on the first day of going for a run and trying to run a mm. hundred meter sprint in a competition, and they haven't done any of the training and the work mm. and the vision and the and asking the why, and so because we were able to lead with the why and what we're doing, then it helps us filter around why we're doing it. There's some of the things we're not. Tommy and I say that we we're not. This isn't a radio show, which means you don't have to be these two minute fast breaks where you just say something funny and go mm. to a song or whatever. We can have deep conversation. We can be authentic. We can be honest. And with having time, having an hour to speak with mm. you, mm. we get we get mm. to know Jeffo through the whole yeah. story rather than get getting the quick two minute bit of you. Mm. And because of the other thing too is people are really good at talking two mm. minute bites. Yes. Your two minute bite would be doing your gear about, mm. you know, the, the morning show and the protein mm. and all that sort of thing. And we fucking had that fun, mm. but then we can go into the real, sure. honest, authentic You get a real stuff. sense of who you are mm. from yeah. that. Yeah. It's, no, absolutely. It's good. It's good. And so in the entrepreneur landscape, I think, um, mate, everybody these days is supposedly an entrepreneur and uh, it's, it's just <laughs> a funny – it's just it's, the world's gone mad. Like, oh, it's fucking madness out there because at 41 – like back in the early days when we were starting the gyms, there was no social media. There was, um, you know, you, you had to really chisel away a lot more. Now you whack an ebook together and whatever, and people are. It's just it's just different, and yeah. everybody everybody thinks they can be killing it overnight. Yeah. But here's the thing about that: if you do kill it overnight in business, you haven't done the work on yourself, mm-hmm. so you're yeah. gonna fuck it because yeah. the business will expand and contract back to the size of the leader. Yeah. Mm. So if you haven't done the work on you, you are going to fuck yourself one way or another. Now you might end up with heaps of money, but you're going to be miserable mm. because you got so you can't you can't the universe it doesn't work that way. You, you just can't do that. So we live in this microwave society, instant success, gratification, all of that sort of jazz. <clears throat> and people are their expectation is I'll just start some sort of e-commerce, be rich in fucking 6 months and sell it to I don't know, fucking Google or, or something, <laughs> yeah. and and there's a billion bucks, and it's just and so every I don't know it, the whole thing's it's so different now, and I look at LinkedIn and I can't get my head around any of it. it it's I, I'm like if I could mate, to the point, yeah, like I I love helping people lose weight, but I fucking hate advertising and marketing these days, and it makes me cringe. It's just yeah. it's all bullshit. Well, what did you think about what you were selling? Because you talk about the some of those words that you use to describe, you know, getting you know fit or, or losing sure. weight. 
you know, how do you reconcile that now when you talk about purpose and you think about what you were, how well, you were selling the, it? The good thing back then, what, what I was selling was very genuine. So mm. I used, you got to use a lot of benefit words in, in one aspect, otherwise people aren't interested. Mm. But because it was DVDs and coaching, the end product was very good. So you had to you had to get them in on the you're going to look great and it's yeah. a vanity piece and then it's like, all right, strip that all away. Now let's get yeah, serious. Yeah, you had to get them in on, on benefit because no one wants to do the work. And that's yeah. where it's interesting with what I'm doing now because it's like you got to do the fucking work. Yeah. And, and that's – so it's not going to be a massive product because you got to do work. you got to what – got to – check in with live coaching morning and night. Like most people aren't going to do that. Most people aren't going to step into the mistakes. Most people aren't going to own their shit. Most people are just going to blame others for the rest of their life. So, but I'm not compromising that anymore. Mm. And if I can't get this to work my way, I will, I literally, I've already put feelers out there to go and get a job like working with horses or something. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking done with the bullshit. Yeah. I am done with the bullshit, and and that's not a you know I'm not not a depressing thing to say, but the hype and the madness that is out there these days, and good on Facebook, you can't do before and after pictures yeah. on Facebook. What do you mean? You can't when you do paid advertising on Facebook. Uh, they they won't let you. They do won't it. let you. Because everyone's a fucking shonk. Yeah. So my yeah. before and after pictures, and I will go to the grave with this. Every single before and after picture that I used at Body Trim, and I use at the Jowett Method, yeah. did Body Trim. Does the jout method and they're real. But mate, ninety percent of people on Facebook, they were fucking bodgy. So yeah. Facebook, good on them. They're yeah. like I, That is good. No more before and after pictures, yeah. paid advertising. So but for me, I've got a woman, <clears throat> she's sixty seven years old, she lost ninety five kilos with me over five years. I can't use her images. I can yeah. use her after photo, but, mm-hmm. but I can't showcase how powerful this is visually because of all the shonks out there that actually do the wrong thing. And that's that's kind of the world we live in. Yeah. With the two years ago to now, what has what has helped you get out of that emotional hole? Um, probably AA in the mm-hmm. early days, because it made me look at myself and just stop, mm-hmm. stop, stop trying to compete with everyone. Come back down, connect, help other people. Just take time to breathe. I was always in a hurry. Got to get back up. Got to get back up. Got it. No, you don't. No, you don't. No one cares. Yeah. No one cares, mate. No one cares. I even got that vibe from you when we first met. Yeah. You'd had seven coffees. Yeah. You'd met me for yeah. your eighth. And it seemed yeah. like, yeah, you're ready for the next thing. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. I mean, how do you quit? How do you, when you're an, when you're an addict and you're depressed and you've got mm. nothing, how do you then quit booze at that point or then quit drugs? Um, it's a great question. Well, I think I was ready to neck myself. So um, it's either neck yourself or, or um, fucking. Pull your finger out. Yeah. And I and I ended up in AA and I did that for a while and, and I just, I got, a, I, I stopped, I got off myself. So you get into those rooms and you start looking at other people and you just, you just sit with it. I learned to sit with where I was at. And um, without so much judgment and guilt and shame and just, yeah, just here, here's where I am. And, mate, it was a slow process. It was get up, fucking mm. go to the 7 a.m. Stanley Street meetings for Narcotics Anonymous. <laughs> In a way I went. And um, 
but made it, you know, at the end of, at the back of that is, is magic and joy. And, uh, but, but how do you, I don't, it, there was not one thing. It was a desire. I, I think there's a spiritual piece to it as well. Like I'm not, um, was that from AA's stuff that you got that spiritual oh, thing or did it, you, I, I think that, oh, I don't know. Cause it's like got a religion. It's got a yeah, sort of whole Christian vibe power to it stuff to okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm not Christian, mm-hmm. um, at all. I'm not religious at all. You're spiritual. Yeah. yeah. So I'll take, <clears throat> I, I study Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I like a lot of the stuff in the Bible, but I, I you know, I'm not Christian. Mm-hmm. I think Jesus Christ was awesome. Don't know if was if he was God's son. Not sure about that. But did, did you ever pretty, do one-on-one therapy or anything like that? Yeah, I, I did. I worked with a lady in Tasmania who, um, yeah, she was very, very good. Sort of a life coach. She helped me with some stuff. Yeah, I said to my mate who has gone through AA, still, I mean, he's still a part of it. I said I sent him a text the other week and I said you were the person that you're meant to be. He the way he acts now, yeah. it's like he's so in a line with who he mm. a true the true sense of who this person is. Do you feel that's something that you're doing? Yes, I really yeah. do, mate. And and even now looking at maybe do I <clears throat> do I partner with someone in this? A lot of people, and I don't want to shit can business people, but like a lot of business people, they're all about the buck and that's why mm-hmm. they're good at business and I just can't fucking be associated with that anymore. Yeah. It, it, so for me now, I'd rather have it really small and just scrape by but not compromise anything. Mm. And, and, and it's a really different operating system for me compared to what it was. And, like, I, I ride horses on the weekend up at Glenworth Valley in Sydney and but the feeling of riding horses and then standing with the horses and they come and sort of, you know, you got this bond with the horse and he comes and rubs his head on your back after you've ridden for an hour and you can't put fucking, you can't put a price on that, you yeah. know. And then I look at it, you know, Mykonos, Ibiza, fucking blah, blah, blah. Great, lovely. Oh, I couldn't think of anything fucking worse. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me... Peace and calm. Give me some animals. I just—it's so fucking different now. But but I—I th- I don't think without a spiritual awakening, I couldn't be where I am because it's, mm. it's there's more to what we. I believe <clears throat> there's more to what we. I, you know, spiritual beings having a human experience, as the saying goes. There's yeah. more to this than just the, the meat carcass that we get around mm. in. You know, we um. I don't know all about what happens, but I do know that there's more than going on than we see. And I think, for whatever reason, I was open to that, and and I've started down a path of that. Do you have people who were in your life when you were going through hard times that are still hurt? Who say things like, "You're the same fucking Jeff," that type of deal? And and how do you deal with that? No, it's re- no no one really because mm. it's um, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, no, no, because the people but again, I get out of AA. So all all the people where I believe I was in the wrong, I fucking called them up and said, "Listen," and it's mm. funny because like even at Vision, Andrew, and he wouldn't mind me saying this. I text him and you know I put this fucking really long winded text together, and I oh, mate, I'm sorry for fucking. And Andrew's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, like, fucking mate, we both fucked that up, that yeah. partnership, and you you did heaps. Vision wouldn't be around without you. You stopped being fucking. So it's interesting. I probably yeah. I, I was probably a bit addicted to that process yeah, as well. Yeah. And I went and apologised to fucking every man and his dog. <laughs> no, so did my mate. Right? Yeah, it's a bit it's over. It's cathartic the... for for him though. I see that. Yeah, it was good, but but now, but literally, even and you know, I, I I could I can clearly see the part I played in all the big fuck ups, whereas mm. I could not 
<clears throat> for quite some time. It was like this bloke fucked me. This is yeah. mate. But I, but you know what? Everyone is just doing their best at the time. Yeah. And you know when oh he fuck he's just doing his best. He's got his own. He's not doing it to fuck you. He's just got his own stuff. But I took it as ego. Yeah. How could you do that to me? How could yeah. You? But I look back and it's so obvious. You know, Wayne Dyer says, I can see clearly now. Like, I can see clearly. Isn't that a song? Who sang that? Yeah. <laughs> I, can I can see, see clearly, clearly now. The rain is gone. Now we're going to have to pay some sort of license Damn or whatever. Bum. You've had a fascinating journey, mate. It's been fun. Look, and at 40, I feel like I've got an amazing platform to do something great with my life for the right reasons. Mm. For the right reasons. And it's... I, I say ambition, not ego. I've got the ambition, but I'm not doing it. And it's really, here's, I'll, I'll say this quickly. That good, a mate of mine from the party days, here's a good one, James, he lives in, in LA now. And he married a movie producer and he's a really, really charismatic guy. And Still partying, obviously, lives in LA. A, a little bit, but but um, yeah, he parties. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, he's not teetotaling like me, but, <laughs> but he's not an addict, you know. Yeah. So people who can party, but good luck to him. Yeah. You know, if you want to blow the doors off once a month, good luck, luck to you. But I just can't pull up. Yeah. But, you know, there's <laughs> no pull up, pull itself. up, pop, boom, I'm into the mountain. Yeah. But he reached out to me on Facebook because I do a lot of free videos and I did, and he's and he's like, you are a different person. Like He goes, mate, we had fun together. He goes, but fuck, this is awesome mm. what you're doing, Jeffro. His name's James. And, um, and, and so anyway, he's like, mate, I want to get some of your stuff over here because he he's quite Hollywood and, and he mar- he's, he's a gay guy, married a movie producer over there and doing – he's great, a really nice guy. But, it was like, I had zero interest in any of – I'm just doing what I want to do. Yeah. But because it's authentic, mm. right? He goes, mate, I believe what – he said that – he goes, you know the difference now? He goes, when I watch your videos now, I believe you. Mm. <laughs> Really powerful, right? Yeah. So, because you always had the chat, but I believe you now. Something a lot's changed. So, and he knew me from from back in the day. So he he, he went off and chopped up a show reel and started shopping it around over there. And I've had, I'm sure I don't think anything's going to happen, but of it. But I got no, I'm, I'm not interested in that yeah. anymore. When I wanted to be famous, oh, that'd be my dream. Yeah, yeah. If anything ever does happen, I'm not chasing anything. I just want to help a few people do my best, ride my horses, walk my dogs. Mate, these days, you know, I'd love the idea of actually having a relationship, getting married and having some kids. Mm. I could never cobble that together back in the day. Yeah. What do you tell yourself every day? What do you remind yourself? Um, to stay present, not not to do, cave my head in, mm. like let, let go of the past, just let go. Because for a long time, it'll be like, how did you have a $30 million business and go broke? That was a boof. How have you fucked yeah, it up? Yeah. How have you fucked it up? How am I here? And every time I had to do admin, how the fuck am I doing this? Fuck, yeah. fuck. It was just, mate, get over yourself. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So that was a that took a year. Like that took stuff takes time. That took a year mm. to get over that. So what each each day awareness, <clears throat> humility, patience. I have to tell myself that every day. Alignment. Mm-hmm. Like like um, do you do this in a controlled way or are these just like do you do you journal do you write things down do you say it in the mirror like how do you actually no, well, make for, sure that you yeah, do what it works, I, that's why I have to get up at 4am I have to have a routine really really good routine so I don't mm-hmm. drink obviously don't take any drugs I don't hang out with dickheads like I <clears throat> there's a whole bunch of stuff and if Jeff Jowett does that he's, he's effective if he's not he struggles so if mm. I get up really early I've got a 24-hour cafe just down the road. I go and have a coffee, walk down to the gym. I train. I do a live coaching session at seven with my members. 
<clears throat> I walk the dogs and then I just, it is repetitive. Mm-hmm. It is everything I used to hate. Now it is just the repetition. And, and, but I find joy in, in moments during the day, but I have to do, like I'll sit down first thing in the morning with a notepad and I'll map out my day mm-hmm. early. And I'll just, I want to get up early and get going. Like I've just got to do a lot of things right to stay good. How hard is that? It gets easier every day. Is it? Yes. That's a good, like, mate, what, what do they say? What starts out hard gets easy. Repetition's the mother of skill, all of that stuff. So it, it was really hard. Now I sleep in Monday mornings 4.30. Like it's, you get good at what you do. And oh, I couldn't get up at 4 a.m. Well, I want to have a fucking good life. I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to be anxious. So that's what it takes. Like it takes time to build a quality life. And it, you got to, I, I want to, yeah, Matt McConaughey, talked about this in an Oscars speech years ago like he he wanted to he was his own hero 10 years from now like what would 50 year old Jeff do now and you got to be that person now otherwise you're never going to create that life like everyone wants that life but they don't do the work they cut corners and they compromise their values and then they wonder why they got shafted well because it's fucking what you do yeah you get what you are so you got to live with integrity raise your standards and but none of it's a chore anymore Mm-hmm. You know, and if I look at my, like me not drinking, going to bed last night on a Saturday night in Melbourne at a conference at 9.30, it's just fucking what I do. Mm. Did you get up at four today? No, we, because I'm a bit crook as well at the minute, but I, um, no, what, six? Yeah, six. Yeah, sleep on a Sunday. Yes, yeah, so I get up at six on a Sunday. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, I pretty much get up at six. No alarm, I just wake up. Yeah, great. I'm sleeping at 10. Like, but even when you, when you, when you're an alcoholic and you got alcohol withdrawals, like, and that fueled, like, my alcohol withdrawals. I used to sit in hotels. I could, I'd, I'd have withdrawals. I'd drink the minibar dry just so I could go back to sleep. You've got alcohol in this room? Of course, yeah. I don't have a problem. Thank no dramas. No, a, and, and the, the thing imagine is... Imagine that though, drinking the minibar dry but just the, to be able to stop the withdrawal. That was the life I lived. But it was it's oh, relatable in the sense of even like um, being right. overweight and food, right? Like uh, I remember having those same vibes with, but it, instead of the booze, it's the M&Ms and yes. the... So that, that that point is is so powerful. So the, the Jowett method, this new weight loss community that I've got, is all, if I wasn't an alcoholic, didn't go bankrupt, didn't fuck everything, there'd be no Jowett method. It's all come yeah. out of my pain yeah. Yeah. and my learning. Because food, so I say food, alcohol, drugs. Russell Brand, same. Mm-hmm. External feel goods medicating internal pain. And, and the internal pain comes out of not living your values, your purpose, no connection, Pain, you medicate with food, alcohol, drugs, gambling, sex, all of the above. And there's no joy. There's no long-term in that. But food addicts, emotional eaters, comfort eaters, they're medicating pain. Alcohol, I was medicating pain. I wasn't connecting. I didn't have purpose in my life. I'd compromised my values and a bottle of Johnny Walker made it okay. Mm-hmm. We could do a whole stories. episode just on food and yeah, absolutely. Exercise. And we've got to get you on again at some point. Please, Maybe I'd love to. Pop up to Sydney for yeah. a little trip. That'd be great. Jeff Jowett, thanks so much, Thanks, mate. guys. You guys are inspiring me. I love it. Thank it's the, you. It's the Daily Talk Show. Send us your emails. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com. Catch if you later. Got, if you've got any uh, me, um, questions for Jeff. Yeah, because we'll... Um, for next episode. Absolutely. Have a good one. Ciao.